the idea that we are literally bringing Jesus into the world after having received him at mass means that if someone says something that really lights us up, like we are just so, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, rageful or irritated or whatever about what they said, Mm -hmm. realizing that bringing Jesus into the world doesn't mean that we have to engage in every single one of those. Oh, a hundred percent. You don't have to respond to every invitation. Right. Yeah. I do think that that takes so much practice. Does your bank make you feel like you belong there? At Alliance Catholic Credit Union, you are a member of a financial institution that serves the Catholic community, providing you with an opportunity to align your banking with your Catholic identity. You receive all the products and services you need to manage your money, and your membership helps support Catholic schools, parishes, and organizations. It's time to put your money where your faith is. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started today. Service. Community. Catholic. Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Federally insured by the NCUA. Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave that Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. And I'm Rocky McCormick, your other co-host. Throw on your favorite sunglasses, take a deep breath, and put away the to-do list for a few minutes at least. And join us as we talk, laugh, and reflect about our experiences raising Catholic families and discovering God in our everyday lives. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I have an important question for you. It's not important, is it? It's going to be nonsense. Of course it's nonsense. (laughs) I see the look on your face. If I actually had an important question for you, I would not precursor it with, I have an important (laughs) question for you. It's like breezy. If you have to tell me you're breezy, you're not breezy. breezy. Right. Okay. (laughs) What is your oh so important question? I'm breezy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Whatever. I'm breezy. Yeah. (laughs) Rocky. Yeah. Do you own a bedazzler? Define own i may be in possession of a bedazzler somewhere in a box somewhere in the basement because i have a friend who thinks she is funny but it's never been used have you ever encrusted anything you own in jewels of any kind i have not (gasps) i have not and also those stick-on gems that are all the rage with the girls right now Mm -hmm. then they are like the bane of my existence because they always end up on my feet what do they do with them do they put them on their face is Mm -hmm. that a thing i guess Mm. faces like uh, like on the corners of their eyes i know that's a thing yeah there's like the jewelry ones that you do that with but then like notebooks phone cases computers Mm -hmm. our hardwood floor oh fascinating Yeah. yeah So no, somewhere somehow a friend of mine and I have this joke where like our nicknames are Sparkle and Shimmer and we can't remember how it started. I don't always remember which one's which, but because we're shimmery and sparkly and shiny, she sent me a bedazzler at one point. I feel like that's a show. Oh no, it's Sparkle and Shine is a show. Oh. There's like fairies, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that yeah. one. Is it like a kid's Disney yes, type? Yes, I think so. It was like a girly show. But see, my eight-year-old now recently has decided that she's going to reject all things girly, so okay. I don't have that in my house anymore. Yeah, my daughter goes back and forth. Mm. Yeah. All right, so we're not We're not here to talk about, about bedazzlers. bedazzlers right? Okay, good. I just thought that since this coming Sunday, we're going to hear in the second reading and the gospel about mm-hmm. the Transfiguration. We're going to celebrate I this marvelous, exciting feast. Um that we should talk about, you know, how we share about the transfiguration with our little people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, how God might be revealing his divine presence to us in the world today. I think those are like two really big 
themes that we can pull from Sunday's feast day and carry them through the week? So I was thinking we would talk about running away to the mountains, but I guess yeah, this is more helpful. I mean, I mean, we could we could talk about that, but I feel like we did it at the be- very beginning of the year, maybe at least once. Yeah, yeah. Ron I, mean, ran Ron, away I was just going to say, I think Ron ran away to the mountains just without recently. us. Yeah. Well, all can't right. wait to hear more about that later. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah, so it's a feast day. Yeah. And um, the famous words in our house, it's a feast day. That's how it's always said in our house. <laughs> because they want food. Well, because, yes, of course, it signals some kind of really exciting feasting. There's always yeah, we good need food to get better about that. Day. I just need to plan better. I actually use one of those planners that I might have bought. I am one of those people who always has backup candy in my oh, house or backup okay. treats of some kind. Yeah. So it's very easy to be like, it's a feast next Thursday and I already have ice cream in the freezer. Oh, or that's good. it's a feast next Tuesday and I bought a three pound jar of M&M's at the warehouse store. So yeah, yeah okay. it works out well for and us. And I battle the sugar in the house. So this is our problem. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So you need to plan ahead. I do. You don't want to have, or a, have a secret out. stash somewhere. Like don't listen, children. Do not open until feast day. Right. <laughs> this is a jar of sardines. Do not open. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. Okay. So feasting. Yes. Food, fun, merriment. Yes. Okay. I, um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that I think um, the big thing that we always try to, to revisit on the Feast of the Transfiguration is a little conversation about how God was revealed to us, yeah. um, how Jesus was revealed to us as both human and divine, mm. both man and God, because mm-hmm. that is kind of a big thing for people to wrap their heads around. Even as adults, sometimes we're well, like, sure. their entire councils devoted to, there are so, is he or isn't he? Thank you. And there are so many councils and, and there are so many like Marian right. dogmas as a result, right? Because right. a lot of those have to do with Jesus, not really about Mary. Absolutely. So I right. think we, the more we can revisit it like mm-hmm. here and there, just mention it a little bit at an age appropriate level, the better. Yeah. 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 So how do we uh, bring this up okay. with our kids about Jesus being God and man. Mm. When you say God and man, I don't know why. I just thought of the comic Dog Man, and I feel like we need to make <gasps> a graphic man. novel about the transfiguration. Complete squirrel moment and aside, but <laughs> we'll add that to the to-do list. So <laughs> I'm just going to steer us back on track here because I just, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> Welcome to my mind. So um, anyway, so, God and man. Yes. So the way we talk about it when they're really little is we always say, you know, Jesus is the son of God. So mm-hmm. he has God in him and he's also the son of Mary, right? And Mary right. gave him his humanness right. and he gets to be fully both, not half and half, not right. like how my kids are half Because they're not part Korean. you and part right. your husband. Yes. Fully both. They're fully both, right. yes. And, um, and we talk about how important it is that Jesus had to be both, mm-hmm. right? Because he had to die as God and man and rise right. so that we he's could experience. divinizing our human nature. Amen. Right, right. So we talk about it in very kid-friendly language like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little hard for them to wrap their heads around. But I think just, just getting those words out there that Jesus was fully God and fully man right. is a really good way to start that. Well, I love that idea, too, of using their own physiology mm-hmm. to help them understand, like, are you fully mom or are you fully dad right right like you are equally a combination of both for sure and and they right around the time they're like i want to say like six ish mm-hmm. they start to notice especially like features oh yeah and they'll be like oh my hair is just like mom's right. or you know my ears look like dad mm-hmm. so it's a really great time to talk about how you don't just get like half your features from no. one here and half your features from the other <laughs> you're parent. not a cartoon character like split down the middle yes. half and half right mm-hmm Right, definitely. And when I talk about the transfiguration, I like to, because I am a train-the-brain kind of person, 
um, talk about how do we train ourselves to see God revealing his divine presence in the world. Yeah, I right? think that's such a great segue or mm-hmm. kind of like add extra layer right. to understanding the transfiguration. So we start with like this very real experience of of them seeing Jesus reveal his divinity right. to them. But then when we think about how that impacts us today in today's yeah. world, the question is like, but how is God revealed in the the created world we live in right now? Right. Or, you know, as uh, we Peter, St. Peter says in the second reading, how are we eyewitnesses of his majesty? Yes. I love that language. Eyewitnesses of his majesty. Mm-hmm. Or if we're talking the current trends in social media, how are, how are we glimmers of grace? I was going to say, are we going to talk back about the bedazzler again? No, or? no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hope that thing is like gone. Wasn't that like a 90s, early aughts thing? I don't know, but stay tuned, folks. We might We might see... Do you want me to bedazzle a a denim jacket for you? (gasps) Can we bedazzle our microphones around? Oh, that'd be amazing. I'm sure the other people who record podcasts here would love that. I think Father Stephen, Father (laughs) Craig would adore it. We could put, we could bedazzle a sacred heart on it. Oh yeah, there you go. No, see now I kind of want one of those. Okay. All right. Now again, (laughs) coming back to this. So, you know, in terms of training our brain, like how do we help our children to develop the habit of looking for God where they are? So not thinking of us bringing God places because there's nowhere in the world that God is not, but rather uncovering God in our midst. See, personally, I'm a little bit like St. Peter, where I just, when I find that mystical experience with Jesus where he is revealed to me, I just kind of want to set up camp and stay there, like on a retreat. Of course. You don't want to come down off the As one does. And come home, right? And then I'm always mystified by what Jesus tells them when they leave the mountain is tell no one. Hmm. And so I was really reflecting on that as we were preparing for this. What does he mean, tell no one? And I think when we take a look at how do we go be eyewitnesses of his majesty, that sometimes we like to use our words a lot. Yeah. And that maybe what Jesus is saying, don't use your words. Just be Be transformed. Yes. Right? Let my transfiguration be transformative for who you are in the world. You know, that... um, that kind of connects to what we've talked about on so many other mm-hmm. episodes about this ongoing act of discernment that we have to learn. Um, we have to build those muscles. Our kids need to learn them too. Like always looking at the world through this lens of like, where is God in right. this? And I think it's difficult because we have a tendency to always think like, well, if if just this one thing were different or if things were this way, mm-hmm. like then God would be here. But we, we need to realize even in the difficult times and even in like the everyday ordinary moments that right. God is already there. And so it's kind of like putting on like a special set of bedazzled glasses, you sure. know, to be able to say God is always here. He's always in this thing. Let's make yes. them goggles because that sounds way more fun. Bedazzled goggles. Yes. Our Jesus goggles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I think that sounds way more fun. Yeah, so like where... Where is he in in this difficult moment? Where is he in this everyday mundane thing that we're doing? Well, and not just in moments, but in people. Like oh, that's yes. kind of where I'm t- like, that's where it went in my prayer is as we're talking about how we talk about Jesus as God and man, because he is equally both, mm-hmm. fully both, not 50, 50, 100, 100. How are we encountering people who are created in the divine image and those really difficult people? Maybe it's the bully at school. Maybe it's someone who's just annoying you. Yeah. Maybe it's your sibling calling back to our sibling rivalry one. How do we stay aware 
that the person in front of us has that divine imprint on them. Yeah, because it's easy, especially when they're super little, to like mm-hmm. walk into church and say, okay, we're in God's house now. Right. Right. Jesus lives well, here. Well, that is an easy one. Because he's literally right there in the tabernacle. Right. right. So it's easy when they're little to say, okay, we're in God's house now. We're going to be reverent. We're going to behave. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, you know, we're going to try to be nice to each other. But it's it's a totally different challenge to say, look at this person who you don't like or right. maybe has not been nice to you and and try to see God in That's there. That's God's house too. <laughs> right. Because the Holy Spirit too. dwells in each of us. Yes. Right? Yes. And so that becomes my challenge and I know my kids get so tired, so tired of mom anytime they are making fun or they are hearing all the political ads and they start to mimic some of them and start talking in ways, one, that are far more mature than what they understand. Mm-hmm. But for me to stop and be like, no. We can talk about behavior, we can talk about issues, but we don't talk about people. Mm-hmm. Because who is that person to God? Sure. Whether we like them or not, they are God's beloved. Amen. And so beginning to train ourselves to recognize that even those most difficult people bear that divine imprint. Yes. Because God says so. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And also recognizing that sometimes we are those difficult people. I mean, I'm a ray of sunshine all the time. <laughs> I am just bedazzling, epitome, like the epitome of bedazzle. See, this is why I'm surprised you're not wearing anything bedazzled right now. <laughs> I this do is what have I'm on saying. my sequins. I didn't oh, have yes. anything bedazzled. Yes. I did I did come dressed sparkly. Yes. This is about as sparkly as I, I get. I like it. Unless you want me in my sparkly flapper dress from our school auction a couple <laughs> years ago, which I thought was maybe overdoing it a little. No, but like I think, too, to have the humility to recognize that we are those difficult people and that we are in need of that constant presence of God and that constant encounter with that transfiguring figure. Yeah. And you know what that makes me think of right now? Mm. Totally off outline here. Because we weren't already. <laughs> because we weren't already off track. <laughs> is, is how convicted that makes me feel when I think about even just the way our families hear, my family hears me speak about things sometimes right when I'm frustrated Mm -hmm. or when something is just not going the way I want it to like it it, are the words that are coming from my mouth really speaking truth to the people around me or to the fact that I myself bear God right that I am part of bringing God into the world am I really bringing the Lord into the world with what I'm saying with the way I'm behaving right yeah am I being am I mirroring the image of God right but Also, and I don't know, moms, dads out there, if you struggle with this too, I find it most difficult sometimes to see that image in myself. I can see it in my children, especially when they're asleep, most often when they're asleep (laughs) and quiet and not asking for things. No. Honestly, though, I think it's easier for me, and this is maybe a revelation of my own psychology or woundedness or or whatnot, to see that belovedness in someone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But maybe not to recognize that I am that presence by the very nature of who I am, not by what I do, not by what we do. That's not it, right? Like we are created in the image of God. Sure. And so just by our image, we reveal God, period. That's an interesting thought because I think we... We've talked before about the importance of humility, mm-hmm. um, but I but I heard someone say, I wish I could remember where I heard this. It was very recently, actually, that it's it's a violation of humility too mm-hmm. to deny your own right. value, your own worth. That you know to do well, exactly what you're saying, which is to yeah. think too much of ourselves one way or the other. Exactly, and so to yeah. to to deny that you bear God's image in your own yeah. self is also a violation of humility. Right, and I think we're we're really called to kind of find a place where 
we are not shaming ourselves either way, Mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because I'm sure we have listeners right now who are feeling like convicted about, oh, I've definitely done a bad job of seeing God in other people Mm -hmm. or I'm doing a really bad job of seeing God in myself. And so either way, like we, this is not like a call to shame here. That's a work in progress. We're all a work in (laughs) progress. Yeah, absolutely. And it's recognizing those moments and then how do we respond to them or building our team to help us to respond in those moments, to build us up. Um, the other image that just comes to me is not so much this moment of transfiguration, but it's Moses on the mountain too, and how every time he encountered God, he came back glowing. Yeah. Right? And that we are, that is how we bring the presence of God. It's not that we are somehow, God isn't there, and we are now these great people that are bringing God into somewhere he isn't, but it's rather that we are reflecting that goodness and that glory. And wait, what did St. Peter say? I do have to look at my notes because we all know how I memorize scripture. <laughs> um, oh, where'd it go? It's here somewhere. But St. Peter was talking about, oh, eyewitnesses of his majesty. Yeah. In just in our very being. Mm-hmm. And so tell no one, meaning that our very being should be the story. Yeah. Yeah. And and we can tie this back to mass, right? Like this mm-hmm. is how we this is how we carry this thread through from Sunday all the way through the week that when we go to mass and we receive literally the body and blood of Christ, we take that with us into the world. He becomes part of us. Yes. We won't go into the science lesson of digestion and how those (laughs) go into our cells because I don't know that well enough, but he literally becomes part of us. And so we carry that with us out into the world. Yes. Amen. And I think there's, there's easy ways to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a practical thinker you are and you are you are the give me concrete examples and I am the let's think about it more (laughs) (laughs) so one of the things I think is really helpful is to remind our kids when they're fighting for Mm -hmm. example um that that they you know just ask them plain out like are you are you recognizing that Jesus is in this other person and your brother and your sister you know is that is that how we would talk to Jesus because he's here right now yeah um, and then in the real world, you know, sometimes we'll we'll be driving and we'll see someone yeah. on the side of the road, right, asking for for change or for food or whatever. And we always try to make sure that we point out, like, Jesus is in that person too. Yeah, he's in every single one of these people, um, and and that Jesus is is especially close to the people who need him the most. You know, just trying to bring forward that mm-hmm. awareness that God is with all of us, um, even in those difficult situations, I think is a really good way to start building up that vocabulary and having the kids think in that mode of experience, putting on those bedazzled goggles, right. if you will. <laughs> right. I think, too, also with the older kids, one of the things, and this starts with us as a self-example, is to train our minds to as to what we're consuming, You know, I think that there are a lot of people paid a lot of money to keep us constantly outraged at one another and to create division among people. You just you just went there. You just went right to it. I did. But that (laughs) really is an affront to the image of God. But it's such a challenge in today's world. Because a lot of us feel so much more connected to community using things like social media. But there's such a a tool. Yeah. But it's such a challenge. right, Right. To be aware constantly aware and maybe even like vigilant yeah of what you have to be intentional absolutely and you need to know what your triggers are you know how does your body tense up when you are consuming this content is it making you feel goodness and grace and peace and the fruits of the spirit or is it riling you up because while there is you know a healthy amount of righteous anger 
that has to very much be tempered in the idea of being rooted to Christ. And so I always like to go to Philippians 4, you know, whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is worthy, think on these things. So is what we're consuming true, good, worthy, beautiful? Is it affirming the beauty and dignity of the people that it is addressing? Because we can talk about being upset about issues. We can talk about even for our teens, for our older children, when they are consuming that content, you can enjoy a video game. You can enjoy somebody's creative endeavors. But to the point that it begins to mold your brain into not thinking in those terms, then it becomes a problem. And so being able to recognize our triggers and when are those times that we're mindlessly scrolling. But also the idea that we are literally bringing Jesus into the world after having received him at mass means that if someone says something that really lights us up, like we are just so, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, rageful or irritated or whatever about what they said, Mm -hmm. realizing that bringing Jesus into the world doesn't mean that we have to engage in every single one of those. Oh, a hundred percent. You don't have to respond to every invitation. Right. Yeah. I do think that that takes so much practice. Yeah. And so beginning early, what are you consuming and why? What are you filling your heart with? And so if we are going to make room for that majesty, to be an eyewitness to his majesty, to take that transfiguration, that image of the dazzling image of God into the world, what is dampening that light? Oh. What are we exposing ourselves to that is filling our, our spirit with darkness? Yeah. So we can make more room for that light so that we can then be that presence. Well, friends, I think this is a lot for us to chew on in just one very short episode. A lot to think about talking with our kids about what it means for Jesus to be fully God and fully man, Mm -hmm. what it means for us to be bearers of his image into the world, what it means to look for God in the created world. And 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 also to meditate on what this means when we experience the Eucharist at Mass. Mm. Um, so this week's liturgy link on 52sundays.com is to encourage our kids to pay close attention to Mass and to listen or watch for the moment when the bread and wine become the body and blood of Christ, when the created world reveals the divinity of Christ. I keep asking for bells, not because it's more holy, but because it helps us pay attention. It helps us focus, right? right? And, and my kids have known since they were very small, when we kneel yeah. and you see Father put his hands over, from there until the end of Mass, there are no questions. <laughs> you can ask me as How does many that work? questions as you want before that. Yeah. You can, you, you know, there's lots of wiggling still, okay. right? But yeah. like, we don't ask questions about like, are we going to get a donut? <laughs> After we start kneeling, there will be no more. No, this we're going like, to get Jesus. Shh. Right? I always yeah. say like, this is the most important part of Mass and we're going to be super quiet just for this it's a breakfast of champions. 10 minutes. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. just give me this How about trips to the bathroom? No bathroom trips there. No asking about snacks. No Kleenex. We're just going <laughs> to, we're going to be quiet just for this yeah. little bit of time. Right? Like, that's the signal. This is very important. This is why we come here. Well, I think that's actually a really, really good practical tip. Yeah. It's especially for wiggly kids. Right. For for those parents who have the wiggly kids that need the snacks and the 18 trips and walking around in the narthex, that's fine. Right. Like God is inviting you with your children as they are. But maybe those 10 minutes make those sacred. Yeah. Let's stretch our muscles just a little bit. Like, can we just get through this part? 
just a little bit quiet yes just a little bit Mm -hmm. and then maybe you can expand that a little bit as they get older Uh, amen and it's it's all pointing back to that goal of recognizing that god's presence is there right then literally pretend he is dazzling white on the altar because he has come body blood soul and divinity put those jesus goggles on bedazzled or not (laughs) (laughs) why do i feel like you're gonna show up here with goggles one day i might That scares me a little. It's a possibility. All right. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to Beyond Sunday. Look for those glimmers of the presence of God this week and share them with us by emailing beyondsunday at aod.org. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Does your bank make you feel like you belong there? At Alliance Catholic Credit Union... You are a member of a financial institution that serves the Catholic community, providing you with an opportunity to align your banking with your Catholic identity. You receive all the products and services you need to manage your money, and your membership helps support Catholic schools, parishes, and organizations. It's time to put your money where your faith is. Visit AllianceCatholic.com to get started today. Service. Community. Catholic. Alliance Catholic Credit Union. Federally insured by the NCUA.